If you want to know how to create like the grades, let's break it down. Today, Linktree has over 35 million users. And their website, it generates nearly 66 million visits every single year. With such staggering numbers, it's clear that Linktree has become an integral part of the digital landscape. If you've ever heard the words, check the link in my bio, you have very likely clicked on a Linktree link. But to truly appreciate the impact in the journey of this innovative platform, we have to rewind the clock and travel back to 2016, a year that was marked by significant events that shaped some people's world in various ways, whether it's the Chicago Cubs finally breaking their infamous 108-year-old curse and winning the World Series, or Simone Biles, who at the time was just 19, won four golds and a bronze, cementing her legacy as the greatest female gymnast of all time, the GOAT in my opinion, and in the world of music, Beyonce releasing her sixth solo record, Lemonade, which won two Grammys and set the world on fire. And in world news, Eastern Aleppo fell, Donald Trump won the US presidential election, and the global stock market took a serious nosedive. According to the World Bank, the global economy grew by only 2.3% that year, making it one of the slowest rates since 2009. The impact of these challenges also felt in the stock market, as we saw the Dow Jones have an index fall of about 2.2% just a couple days after the presidential election. It sent shockwaves through the financial world, and while all this was happening, one thing was also happening. Instagram, Twitter, now X, Facebook, LinkedIn, all these channels were booming with popularity. So did a way for linking all of these different platforms in one place. As more and more creators were creating content, as more and more creators had different things that they wanted to promote, as more and more creators were using the internet to build their empires, they needed a way to get people to click on the links that they wanted them to click on. A lot of them were encoders. A lot of them weren't developers. They had never experienced what it was like to build a website in WordPress or Wix or Squarespace, and they just needed something easy. Imagine this, you're an influencer. You've been creating a ton of content on Instagram. Everyone is following you. You have hundreds of new followers every single week, liking your content, liking your posts, and brands dripping, dripping, waiting for you to just please, please, please work with us. We want you to take our skincare product. We want you to take our tea. We want you to take our t-shirt, our coffee, whatever it is that we can throw at you, and we want you to post it. But we also want you to do something different. We don't just want you to share a picture of you with our product. We also want you to include a link to our blog or to that actual product that I just sent you so people can go click the link in your bio and then purchase it from you. So what do you do? At the time, you as an influencer were in a bit of a, a struggle, so to speak, because you wanted your URL in your bio to promote your blog, to promote your YouTube channel or a charity that you were trying to support. But money talks, and you now need to change that URL that is helping your business driving traffic to your website. You have to change it because you only have one spot on Instagram where you can link to your bio, have a link in your bio. So what do you do? You do what every other influencer at the time was doing, manually updating that Instagram bio link every single time you shared a new post that said, check the link in my bio. The hassle was real. And it's literally what you had to do. 
when I was running Hustle Grind Co. on a regular basis, that Instagram account, which was able to grow to over 100,000 followers at its peak and had a ton of engagement, was generating tons of revenue, it was a hassle to constantly be updating the URL and changing the URL to this and that and the other thing. I can remember doing this just to get people to click on a link and then delete the images shortly after so my followers weren't seeing that post telling them to check the link to a piece that was now gone. The frustration of not being able to share multiple links on social media was shared by many, including three innovators, Anthony and Alex, Zacharia, and Nick Humphreys, the founders of Linktree. You see, rather than sit back and accept the status quo, these individuals decided that they were going to run with this and create a product. That product was called Linktree. Their vision and hard work revolutionized the way that we share links on social media. And they were able to create a fairly successful business. And by fairly, I mean the business has gone on to be used by some of the biggest names in entertainment and tech and business and more. So who are they? Well, Alex and Anthony are brothers who previously founded a music and entertainment digital agency. It was called Bolster back in 2012. Smart that they were able to kind of use the insights that they had around music and entertainment industry and then apply that to a software product that would ultimately serve the same people that their agency served, music and entertainers. Nick Humphreys, on the other hand, he was the founder of a boutique design and branding agency called Sco Creative. Again, someone who would have had deep insights and understanding of marketing. People together, these three individuals, Alex, Anthony, and Nick combined, had the ability to understand the struggle of the creator, but also the struggle of the marketers who were paying these influencers to promote various products. As digital agency owners managing numerous accounts for musicians and brands across various networks and platforms, this trio pretty much realized consistently that there had to be a better way. They noticed that many of their clients wanted to link to multiple sites on their social media bios. And we all know that Instagram at the time had a very strict policy that only allowed one clickable link at a time. In 2016, Alex came up with an idea, an idea that he thought would solve the problem. If only there was a one-stop shop that could send Facebook followers, Instagram followers, all to their social profile, e-commerce store, and any other content that they wanted to share, while also keeping them in their online social universe, just for a little bit longer. So what did they do? They went to the drawing board. They connected with the developer, and within the matter of six hours, they turned this idea into the tool that we're talking about today, Linktree. Specifically, Linktree was promoted to the agency's clients. But soon, a network effect started to happen. As the Linktree link was used and this innovative tool was starting to be talked about by the entertainers, more and more people started to sign up. This was a sign of product market fit. If you're not familiar with the concept of product market fit, product market fit is the idea that if you develop a product, for a market, and a market loves it, adores it, is obsessed with it, and is frantically trying to sign up for it, then you know that you have something special. Before they could redesign Linktree and launch Linktree as a a very, very professional and sophisticated SaaS company, something unexpected happened. The users took care of everything for them as it relates to word of mouth. You see, with each satisfied client, Linktree's reputation grew and grew and grew. More people became interested in what they could offer and more and more people started to see it in the bios of the people that they wanted to work with, the people that they were friends with. 
because again, entertainers connected to entertainers, musicians connected to musicians, we're seeing this link and asking, hmm, how'd you do that? With each satisfied client, Linktree's reputation grew and more people became interested in what this platform could do for them. Suddenly their user base exploded. They received between 3,000 and 4,000 additional signups. And as expected, their hard work and innovation didn't go unnoticed. They were named on Forbes 30 Under 30 in 2021. And in just six years, Linktree had become the go-to platform for over 30 million users, being used by Selena Gomez, MLB, and so many more. Linktree is still growing, with nearly 40,000 signups per day, according to some sources, and a year-over-year growth of nearly 100%. As if that wasn't enough, Linktree recently hit a valuation of $1.3 billion. That's billion with a B, folks. And it has been raking in the accolades left and right, being named everything from an upstart 100 to one of the fastest-growing innovative companies by Fast Company, and so much more. So we have to ask ourselves a simple question. How did they do it? How did they catch on to this wave? How did they identify a billion dollar opportunity? And how did the people behind Linktree create something great? Let's jump into it. In today's episode of Create Like the Greats, we're going to break down six game-changing product-led marketing strategies that catapulted Linktree to success. We're going to deep dive and uncover the six pivotal product-led marketing tactics that really propelled them and set them up to be the billion-dollar success that they are today. Strategy one, product-led marketing. We're going to dive into this groundbreaking idea and how it was able to fundamentally change the way that we share content online. Strategy two, using user feedback. We're going to dive into how Linktree was masterful with the use of user insight and analytics to refine and elevate the product. Strategy three, freemium pricing. We're going to unravel the allure of Linktree's freemium pricing model that magnetized a vast audience and then gave them a reason to swipe their credit card and want some more. Strategy four, we're going to dive into how they were able to inspire brand love through word of mouth. We're going to dive deep into understanding the organic marketing tactics that they leverage to harness word of mouth marketing to create brand loyalty. Strategy five, network effects. We're going to unpack the mechanics behind Linktree's meteoric rise and how they leverage viral loops to really capitalize on the social movement that took place when they launched and still today. And finally, the sixth strategy, educational content. We're going to dive deep into how Linktree became the ultimate hub for content consumption around the things that matter to their audience. Educational content, network effects, word of mouth, freemium pricing, and user feedback alongside product-led marketing. Whether you're a marketer, an entrepreneur, a creator, or simply looking to up your game in the things that you know about business, you're not going to want to miss a single step of the journey that Linktree took to build something great. If you're enjoying this show and you enjoy what we have for you, by all means, please share it with the friends. I would love for them to learn more about Linktree, what they've built, and hopefully they can use those insights to create something great. Let's get in to the episode. All right, folks, let's chat about product-led marketing. 
Think of it as letting your product do the heavy lifting in winning over your customers. Instead of bombarding your folks with ads or aggressive sales pitches, you're basically saying, hey, give our product a spin and see how awesome it is for yourself. Many companies let their users test the waters with a free version or a free trial. And guess what? If people love it, if they love what they see, they'll naturally want more. They'll even spread the word about the product. So in a nutshell, that's product-led marketing. It's all about believing in the power of your product and letting it shine on its own. And that is something that played a pivotal role in Linktree's remarkable growth. In fact, the platform's success is hugely attributed to its ability to deliver a product that genuinely addressed the pain points that their market had. You see, by leveraging product-led marketing, Linktree nurtured a loyal and engaged user base. Now, if at this point you still don't understand the concept of product-led marketing, let me give you a very basic example. As the name suggests, product-led marketing is a strategy that focuses on using your product as the primary driver of growth instead of relying solely on traditional tactics. It's not going out and buying a billboard. It's not covering a sphere with a big ad that says, buy, 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 or download this app. Product-led marketing is simply putting the product first. Many brands start by offering a free or freemium product that gives people the ability to try out these features, test them for themselves. And if you execute this seamlessly, then ideally those people will buy from you, right? It's kind of like a flywheel where more users lead to more advocates those people turn into leads and ultimately more users and they talk about it, they spread the word and that's how it happens. So if you're wondering, all right, I think I got it, but is this different from traditional marketing? Yes. See, in the old days of marketing, you would buy that billboard, you would buy that TV ad, you would buy a few flyers and you put them everywhere and you would hope that people would sign up. You might even take their credit card right away. You wouldn't actually give them the product to touch and to test and experience themselves. You literally needed to pay to touch it. This was different. Product-led marketing gives people the ability to play with the product, gives them the ability to touch the product, to use the product. There might not be all the features available right away, but it gives you enough to figure out whether or not it's something that you want to use. It's whether or not you want to swipe your credit card, and pay for elements of the product, right? It's like being that person at the party who's just exciting. Everybody wants to try you. Everybody wants to talk to you. Everybody wants to try to get connected to you and learn from you, etc. right? That is the idea of product-led marketing. People want to connect with your product because it's cool. People want to connect with your product because it's exciting. And people want to talk about the fact that they met you. You have to create something, though, that solves a real problem if you want product-led marketing to work. And a lot of marketers will say that they're doing product-led marketing without actually creating a product that is good, without actually creating a product that has product market fit. And it fails because of it. You see, product-led marketing works the best when a product gets increased value because people are using it. I'll talk about this a little bit further, but it's essentially the network effect. It's the idea that more people who use Linktree ultimately spread the word about Linktree a little bit further. And that is what made it so successful, right? When it comes to product-led marketing, there's nothing more effective than creating a product that solves a problem. It's that simple, right? With that foundation, with that underlying reality, 
that you need to have a product that is worth creating, you then can lead yourself on a path of success. When you think about Linktree and their story, they built it originally for private use, and suddenly it became a public hit. Do you do a victory dance? Do you ride the wave and continue to create more? Well, for Linktree, they turned that unplanned success into a multi-million dollar product that really did solve a major pain point for people, and ultimately, they created something big, right? Little did they know that they would end up attracting people with similar pain points. And these people would go on to use the product in many different ways, even through other channels like TikTok, Twitter, right? Remember, the Linktree team was running a music and entertainment digital agency. They worked closely with brands and festivals and labels. And because they understood firsthand those communities, those spaces, they were able to tailor their product in a way that that industry and that niche would actually want. So it's easy for them to create a product that aligned with their market because they knew their market so well. The legendary Alicia Keys, Mary J. Blige, Metallica, all of these world-renowned artists at some point were using Linktree. Some of them still to this day. Why? Because Linktree became a virtual gateway that connected music lovers to their favorite musicians, fostering a deeper sense of engagement, of connection. And it might sound like it's overkill. Ross, all they did was give you a link in your bio. You would think that. But there's a lot of complexity that comes with the fact that millions of people were clicking these links and that they all existed on Linktree. Millions of people clicking on links from Mary J. Blige to Alicia Keys and so many more, all on one platform. Clicking other links, making transactions, consuming content. It is way more sophisticated than it might sound. But Linktree's influence extended far beyond just artists, right? Yes, record labels, music venues, festivals, and even Grammys and folks like that used Linktree. And while the Grammy solidified Linktree's status, it became even more clear as the community in music continued to use Linktree across the board. Music Links was actually a free feature that they actually offered where you could stream and showcase your songs and your albums and your playlists directly in your Linktree experience. Now fans had the opportunity to immerse themselves in the melodies of their favorite artists with just a click. How much better does it get than no longer needing to click and then visit Spotify? Now you can click and listen directly to the artists. You can listen to the podcast. All of these things are possible now. Then they took it a step further. They decided that they were going to create commerce links. Commerce links would give artists the ability to sell tickets directly to their fans or even receive heartfelt tips to support their musical endeavors, right? With an integration directly into things like PayPal, Square, and Stripe, the opportunity to generate financial support on the back of this product connected music lovers to Linktree even deeper. Now, as you listen to this, you might be thinking to yourself, yeah, okay, I agree. Linktree had a lot of pain points that they tapped into and that they built from. And you too should be thinking this way. If you're trying to create a product that is worth creating, 
if you're aspiring to develop a product that people actually care about and that could shake up the world in terms of reaching millions of people or even hundreds of people, you need to understand a few simple principles. First, understand your audience. You need to take the time to research and truly become obsessed with the people that you are serving. In this case, the founders knew the entertainment industry so well that it was easy for them to envision the problems that they would have and solutions that could fix them. Think about your space. Think about things that you've done. Think about things that you've worked on. Think about circles that you run in and the pain points that people have every single day within them. One of my first businesses was an events company. At the time, I was, I think, 20, maybe 21. And I created an events company because every weekend we were doing the same thing, going out and going to a club here or there, partying, blah, 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 blah. It was getting boring for me. So I was like, I want to do something different. Instead, why don't we go rock climbing? Why don't we go skydiving? Why don't we go play paintball? So I created an event company that served that purpose to people who were like me, people who wanted to have a story about what they did on the weekend and not just say that they did the same old thing time and time again. You have to understand the needs of your customers. Then you have to tailor them specifically to them. Linktree didn't just create a link. They created a place where you could stream and listen to music directly on the link in which you were using that happened to be featured on Linktree. This is what you need to do as well. The third thing that they did and they continue to do is they innovate. They're constantly coming up with new features, new functionality within the product. And I can guarantee you to this day, right now, while you're listening to this word, as long as the business is still around, they are thinking about on their roadmap, what else they can do to add features, updates, and improvements to enhance the user experience and add more value to the lives of their customers so they can generate more value, aka revenue for their business. And finally, if you're thinking deeply about what products you should create and what things you should create, look for feedback often. Listen actively, have conversations, and set out to get information around suggestions, concerns, ideas, and feedback. Use that feedback to inspire your product and to inspire the new things that you and your team might build. Now, as the founders of Linktree set their sights on continuing to grow their product and grow their platform, they listened to their customers. They knew that they needed loyalty and they knew that their background in music could take them far, but not as far as they would if they listened to the people using the product. Linktree doubled down on user feedback and analytics to make amazing decisions. Let's jump into it. Finding a service solution that helps you better connect with your customers and keep them happy can feel impossible. It's kind of like trying to remember the name of the guy that you just met at a networking event. Was it Ron? Was it Don? Was it John or Sean? Who knows, right? It's like that kind of impossible. HubSpot's all new service hub can help. Well, with the service solution part, at least. It brings service and success together in one powerful platform for the first time ever. With an AI-powered help desk and an AI chatbot that helps handle frontline tickets fast. Plus, it comes with a customer success workspace that helps your reps anticipate customers' needs. And a 
full 360 view of every customer so you can go to market and your go-to-market team can have a pulse on the accounts before you try to upsell or cross-sell. Also, you can scale, support, drive retention and revenue. And you know what that means. Better service, happier customers at every single stage of the journey. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more with your customers today. Strategy number two, user feedback and analytics. You see, Linktree was created with users in mind. The team prioritized feedback from users to ensure that the product met their needs. I wanted to figure out exactly how Linktree obtained unbiased user feedback and what they do with it. So I decided that I was going to dive deeper into the research and I came across an article that was essentially an interview between Jessica Box, the head of growth at Linktree, and the folks over at Product-Led Alliance. In this piece, she stated, We are highly attentive to our users' needs and take every feature request that they submit very seriously. Now, my next guess was, how in the world do they do this with millions of users? What do they do? According to Jessica, there are three ways the Linktree team collects user feedback. One is through a Slack channel with their users. Two is through an in-app user feedback form that they actually just have on their website. So when you're using the product, you'll see a, a form where you can submit that info. And then the final one is through a user feedback specialist. Let's start with the Slack channel and how Linktree uses Slack to gain insight into their customers. Jessica wrote, we have a dedicated Slack channel where users can share their ideas and we use specific emojis to tag these ideas. Then the ideas flow into product board, enabling us to decentralize our features, ideas, and gather customer insights, which has been incredibly beneficial. So let's break down that process a bit. Linktree has a dedicated Slack channel where all of their customers, all their users can go. In this channel, they share updates and features and ideas encouraging everyone to contribute to the ongoing development of their product. After gathering the feedback, the team utilizes Product Board to understand and prioritize feature requests, identifying those that are consistently mentioned. The more frequently a feature is requested, the higher priority it receives. But here's where it gets interesting. I originally thought that this was a channel where everyone was in customers themselves, but it's not. It's actually just like a Zapier where when a feedback message comes through, it gets sent to a Slack channel so the entire organization can see those feedback, can see those messages, can see what people are requesting. And then they have someone on the team who responds with these emojis to help them understand what these features are. In a world where AI exists, I would assume that this can get a whole lot more sophisticated. I would assume that they would be able to get this a whole lot more AI driven and have them uploaded to product board as well as have actual feature documentation put together based on what feature requests customers are submitting. Now, instead of just jumping in and iterating right away, the team would compare those requests to actual market trends. They'd compare it to things that they are building, testing and experimenting and see whether or not it's actually worth pursuing. Now, aside from that Slack channel, another way that Linktree collects feedback from users is through an in-app feature that gives feedback. If you have the Linktree app and you've signed up and you've got a link in your bio where you leverage Linktree, you've probably seen this form before. It's just a pop-up. It's kind of like a chat box and you have the ability to use this to actually just submit a question. Now, the third thing was a little bit more unique, a user feedback specialist. What in the world is that? 
what type of role does a user feedback specialist? They just go around asking people questions about users, like their product and features. Like what, what do they do? Well, in the interview, Jessica said this. Yeah, so I have someone in my team that looks after product growth, which is very much from a user-led perspective. He's our fountain of knowledge. He speaks to users day in and day out. He does demos and is very much responsible for bringing on our high-profile users like Selena Gomez and types of the world and speaks to all of their different agencies and management groups to better understand what's going on. So basically, a user feedback specialist is the person on the Linktree team that oversees product growth from a user-led perspective. They're more like a product evangelist. They're engaging on various tasks, but primarily focus on communicating with users. But here's where it gets even more interesting. They don't just interact with every single user. They, they focus on and spend a lot of time with some of these high-profile users, users that would give them additional reach, that actually are kind of like walking, talking billboards for them, right? They use this so they can better understand their bugs, their issues, their problems, so they can retain them. This is not just an acquisition strategy. This is a retention strategy as well. This is a business committed to understand the problems of their customers and understanding what their customers and users are looking for. Yes, of course, they have their Slack channel where every single person who uses the product can submit their info. Yes, they have the in-app feedback where that allows and probably is directly connected to Slack them to get that insight. But they also spend time directly with their customers. They spend time speaking directly to the people who use the product. A lot of businesses make the mistake of just wanting to deliver something and then run away as fast as possible. At Foundation, we actually run surveys with our clients on a regular basis where we submit questionnaires that go out to our clients every single month asking about the deliverables that we have, the excellence of our team, the excellence of our product, the deliveries that we're giving them, the deliverables that we're giving them, all of these things, our speed. We ask them all of the questions to better understand how we can perform and improve ourselves. This allows for them to feel heard, but it also allows for us to improve. And that's precisely how Linktree has been able to succeed. They leverage user feedback and analytics to make better decisions, to make better product-led decisions. Scratch that. Customer-led decisions. And that's how they've been able to stay ahead of their competitors. Mind you, it is just one thing when you already have a product that is amazing. It's another thing to actually use your customers to build on that, right? When you look at a product like Linktree, some people would say, yeah, but they don't have a moat. A moat being this way of being defended against competition. But they do. They're close to their customers. And by having strong relationships with their customers, they're able to increase their likelihood of success. Now, these aren't the only things that Linktree has done well. One of the other decisions that they made that was borderline brilliant was embracing a model that was rooted in an idea that many for a long time would think is wild. Giving away your product for free. Strategy number three, freemium product. If this is the first time that you've ever heard the word freemium, don't worry, it's not that complicated. It's actually a mashup of these words, free and premium. 
Now, before we continue with how Linktree leverages this strategy to their advantage, let's see what this concept entails and in detail, break it down so you can better understand how it is incorporated within the product-led marketing space. You see, freemium is a two-tiered user acquisition model that splits users into either a free tier or a premium tier, depending on whether or not they pay for an account. Free users have limited access to product features, while premium users get access to much more advanced features. With Linktree in particular, they have a free plan, a starter plan, a pro plan, and a premium plan. On the free plan, you can't collect emails. On the starter plan, you can't collect emails. But on Pro, you can. You can also embed your latest YouTube video. You can embed your latest tweets. You can also incorporate animations, do redirects, actually get payments, do things with NFTs, and so much more. But if you go up even further to premium, the opportunities and the advantages go much deeper than that. You also have access to a customer success manager. You get an onboarding call. You get exclusive content that is tailored towards creators. And in addition to that, you get a handful of things that pro and starter plans would get as well. The premium plan is for those creators who offer things that are just a little bit more special, who might be a brand who needs customer support faster than the typical user on Linktree. That is the difference. You get more. Now, to understand the whole step-by-step -step process and how this works, let's, let's think a little bit around Linktree and how they were able to implement this model from the beginning to drive growth. In the early years, Linktree offered a free version of the product, which allowed people to create a basic landing page with multiple clickable links. Potential users get to try the product for free without any restrictions, and they get to love it at that. The free access lowered the bar barrier to entry for new users, and this drove an influx of people who were interested in Linktree. Linktree took advantage of this, and they were able to build meaningful user feedback from the people who were using it. They were able to get access to analytics and learn about the user behavior, the people who were clicking and interacting with the content, and they were able to use this to create features that their audience would care about. That's what they were able to leverage to roll out the pro version one year after launch, and hundreds of users upgraded within the matter of weeks. Of course, it's a remarkable feat to actually make that happen, and it probably wasn't done intentionally from the beginning, but by launching free and using a pro version to further learn about their product, they were able, within the matter of weeks, transition those people from free into premium customers. Let's get this right. They launched a product for free captured the masses, and then sold the masses that already fell in love with their product more features, more benefits. More people are likely to upgrade to a paid version to access more features, especially if the product is built on top of a product that is, that is already clearly demonstrated product market fit. If the initial version is already useful and you're now giving them more functionality, it's not going to be a big deal to go from zero to $6 or to $10 or even $27 if you are serious about your account and your professional presence with Linktree. So if you want to get this right, you have to make sure that the limitations that you have for your free product is quite, quite substantially valuable, even though it's given away for free because you want these people to still be happy. You want these people to still like your product. You don't want them to not see the core value of your product. You need to have a deep understanding of your customer's need and the value that you provide them to be able to differentiate that free plan from the premium. Once you've done that, 
you want to make sure that your pricing is transparent and clear. Get into the details. Get into the details that make exactly make it very clear to your audience what is different from one plan to the next. You don't want them to be guessing. You don't want to have hidden costs. Make it very obvious. This transparency builds trust and makes customers feel more confident in the decision that they make to buy your product. Having transparent tiers will also improve your ability to upsell. If a customer is using a basic version of your product and they realize quickly by looking at a, a sheet that shows or a landing page that shows, oh, this one has a um, has a limited amount of transaction fees or this one has unlimited links or this one will give me the ability to have deeper analytics and this one gives me streaming services, blah, 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 blah. If you see all of that information, you're going to be able to understand which thing is of value to you and make a decision based off of that. Freemium models remove a lot of the financial barrier that typically will prevent those users from signing up that you might not not get if you had a price point right off the beginning. Freemium does not come easy though, folks. You have to still provide a service that can be used by people for free. And oftentimes, there's a cost to that. You just have to be able to work through the math to ensure that that cost translates into value across the org. The number of people who are upgrading from freemium to paid, people who are going from freemium to pro, needs to be able to offset the cost of servicing those freemium clients. Now, let's dive into what I would consider one of the most successful and important strategies that they leveraged, which is word of mouth marketing. Strategy four, word of mouth. Everyone knows someone, scratch that, everyone has at some point in their life decided to use a product or a service because somebody that they know loves and talks about all the time. It happens to the best of us. In fact, there was a study that was done by Nielsen that showed that 92% of people that are consumers, which is everyone, believe in friends and family's recommendations more than they do advertising right? People love hearing from someone else that something is good. And when you're doing product-led marketing, when you're doing product-led growth, when you're leveraging what they call PLG, you have to ensure that your product is good because you want people to talk about it. Linktree experienced this from the beginning. It experienced it back in 2016. Someone uploaded Linktree to this website called Product Hunt. Product Hunt was a website that still exists today. It's not as popular as it once was, where people submit products that they care about and people give them votes. They vote on how valuable they think that product might be. And they start to have comments. They start to have dialogues happening about that product. Back in 2016, when Product Hunt had Linktree submitted to it, people went wild over the product. And because of that, they received over 3,000 signups overnight which almost crashed their servers. It's obvious that they didn't see this coming or their servers would have been set up for it, but here's the reality. Their team created something valuable. It created something valuable so when it got submitted into this community, this community of tech leaders and people who care about tech, who care about businesses, who are always looking for internet things that can be valuable, they went wild. And the website, the product wasn't ready for it. There was a new influx of users for Linktree every single time someone decided that they were going to change their URL to Linktree. Every time that someone put out a post on social talking about Linktree. By the end of 2020, Linktree had become incredibly popular. For many social media users, the question wasn't whether they use Linktree, but what they use Linktree for. So many brands, so many people were using Linktree on a massive scale. And Linktree capitalized on it. 
they fostered a sense of community among their users. This was first seen during the George Floyd process when Linktree's team created an anti-racism link in support for individuals and organizations that wanted to express solidarity and donate to a cause. Through this initiative, Linktree demonstrated their commitment to social justice and equality. They provided a valuable resource for activists, advocacy groups, and individuals who wanted to make a difference. By leveraging their platform, by leveraging their technology, Linktree enabled users to contribute to the ongoing conversation around racial injustice and create a lasting impact. Linktree didn't stop there though. They also understood the importance of strategic partnerships in their mission to inspire word of mouth marketing for their customers. They joined forces with Amazon, yeah, Amazon, the global e-commerce giant to provide innovative solutions for their users. Specifically, they did this by integrating an affiliate link feature, which enabled Linktree users to seamlessly connect their Amazon store and earn revenue from the recommendations. Let me talk you through this in for just a, a second here. Imagine, I have built an amazing following on Instagram. People follow me for my stashing, my style, my aesthetic, my wardrobe, etc., and they care about what I say about men's fashion. This isn't the reality today. It might be someday, but today it's not the reality. And let's say I happen to tell people, oh, you love my shirt? You can get this exact shame shirt from my Amazon store. Well, now you can go to Linktree, you can buy directly out of my Amazon store, which happens to be linked to Linktree and connected to my Linktree, and two things happen. One, I, as the seller, or the person who is the influencer, get a kickback on that revenue, and Linktree, well, they possibly would get a kickback too from that affiliate sale. This is a win-win for all parties, for Linktree, for Amazon, and for users. The users monetize their passions and interests while Linktree connects themselves directly to this community, the people who want to create content to sell things on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, on all of these different platforms. So when you have this community, when you are able to build this rapport, this connection across the board with everything from advocacy to actual just good old-fashioned hustlers and entrepreneurs and creators, what do you think is going to happen? A cycle begins. A cycle of people talking about your product, people talking about your business and talking about their link tree. This is what you want to do. You want to tap into the things that your customers want. You want to understand what they want and you want them to go on screen and say, check my link tree, check my product. It's rare that you can launch a product that has this type of utility. Don't get me wrong. I know that's not easy. I know that that is every investor's dream to find products like Linktree. But for you, as you're thinking about your business, ask yourself, who is your community? Who are the people that you serve? And how can you serve them better to drive growth of your user base? All right, let's dive into one of the things that Linktree had going for it from the beginning. Strategy five, viral loops and network effects. Linktree tapped into viral loops like almost no other. If you're not familiar with that concept and that idea of going viral, let me, let me break it down for you. So if you've ever seen a hilarious meme or a video or a reel, or maybe even a great podcast, and you pass it along to a friend, just to notice that they share it and pass it along to their friends and they pass it along to their friends, etc., you've just watched something go viral. It's things that spread. It's things that spread from one person to the next. Ideas, concepts, content, ideas, products, 
etc. It's things spreading extremely fast. And when we talk about them spreading fast online, it's rapid. It's rapid because digital connects so many of us all over the globe in the matter of seconds to different ideas and stories and content that it allows things to spread at a rate faster than it used to. Before, things would have to go from one campus to the next and to another campus, and that message wouldn't actually spread through just the internet. It wouldn't spread through our mobile phones. It would spread through literal word of mouth. Linktree tapped into virality in a genius way, a genius way that may not have even been intentional or understood at the time of creating the product. You see, every time that someone sets up a Linktree, they put it in their social media profiles. And their social media profiles kind of operate like their own digital billboard, so to speak. Where if I'm a celebrity and I am telling people about what I'm doing today, or that I'm about to release a new album, where am I doing it? I'm doing it on social media. And as you visit my social media channels, you might notice that I have a link. A link in my bio that happens to say Linktree. Friends, click on that link. See how easy it was. See the experience and go through that experience to maybe listen to an album, download an album, buy something. And they might think, hmm, I should use something like this too. That experience gets tapped into various subcultures across the internet. Whether it's a musician, a band, a festival, a concert. Whether it's an influencer who sells clothes, fashion, or recipes online. Linktree tapped into a viral loop a network effect that was built on the back of more users make the product more valuable because more people using it is more advertising and promotion of the product simply by them having the link in their bio. The first thing that made Linktree's viral loop strategy such a success is that they also included social media sharing buttons on their landing pages. When a user created a Linktree account, they were actually prompted to share their Linktree links across different social media platforms where their followers could access all of the other content and websites all in a single location. This also assisted with their viral loop. Each new follower, each new individual who came across this link might become a user themselves. And then they go through that same exact process where they share their Linktree link with their followers and the cycle continues with each new user bringing on new users, and it goes on and on and on. Mind you, the benefit of this doesn't just end with the ease of sharing Linktree links on different social media platforms. Linktree's analytics is actually also a cherry on top. Linktree encourages user engagement by having analytics that get sent directly to their users on a regular basis. By providing them with real-time analytics, it's kind of like a game, so to speak, where you have to try to increase your numbers. You want more views. You want to see how many people you can get to click on your links because you know that you're going to get data on that from Linktree. And with this insight, they were able to plan more successful social media campaigns where they talk about the power of analytics, where they're able to send emails that are personalized using your own analytics. As you've seen so far and have heard me talk about, Linktree doesn't just create a product that solves a major pain point and calls it a day. They also invested time and energy in ensuring that the network effect was in full effect. Their value prop is tied to exactly that, a network effect. For example, when Selena Gomez has a Linktree account and she shares her music and other links, her 400 million followers click on the Linktree link to access that content. They read the link. It says Linktree. 
that immediately ingrains in the back of their mind that Linktree is a thing that I'm connecting with Selena Gomez. So if I become a celebrity, maybe I'll use Linktree too. If some of her followers are influencers, if some of her followers are creators, if some of her followers happen to be her friends and they see this, that cycle begins. The cycle begins not just with Selena Gomez, but also with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jessica Alba, HBO, and so many more. It doesn't take a lot of time to find people who are using Linktree. There's over 40 million people, creators, builders using Linktree today. And Linktree has diversified their offering quite a bit since the early days. They connect with people who are specializing in fashion, health and fitness, influencers in the creation space, sports, social media, music, and so much more. They actually offer pre-developed templates that have a wide range of different color schemes to really make it personalized. But through all of this, it still embraces the traditional and essentially core functionality of Linktree. On the premium plans, it even includes a CTA talking about Linktree on every account. Let's dive into a few of the statistics to further demonstrate what happens organically when you leverage this type of network effect. As of 2021, 50% of Linktree users were referred to by existing Linktree users. And in 2022, that number grew to 64%. That is word of mouth. That is the network effect. And that is a viral loop. When users discover the convenience and versatility of Linktree, they just can't help but share it with their friends, with colleagues and followers. It's a digital word of mouth phenomenon. This network effect has turned Linktree into a go-to tool for social media marketers and creators, and the numbers speak for themselves, right? Over 40 million users. The big takeaway from this is that if you can find that viral loop and you can tap into it, double down on it. If you can create your own, whether it's through referral programs, social media sharing features, or just creating a product experience that feels a little bit more gamified to motivate me to invite friends or share, whatever it might be, do what works for you, but find ways to gamify the experience to make people want to share. All right, so far we've dove deep into the viral loop and there is one more strategy that I have to share with you. One more strategy that I love because it's a strategy that I have embraced to make my career great. Strategy six, educational resources and templates. As a brand that ran the product-led marketing strategy to perfection, Linktree knew the power of knowledge. They understood that knowledge of their customers would help them have a better user experience, but they also understood that if they can create content that is valuable, then their customers are going to be more successful. And if their customers are more successful, then they too are going to be more successful. So they decided that they were going to create a wealth of educational resources. As I mentioned earlier, some of that content, some of the resources are so valuable that they are exclusive. They're only available to people who actually subscribe to the highest plan. People who pay for the premium subscription get access to custom content, content that is tailored directly for them, content that is a little bit more nuanced, a little bit more exclusive and gives them videos, webinars, and so much more to help them take their business and their Linktree account to the next level. From blog posts to case studies and success stories from their customers, Linktree provides valuable information to help their audiences better understand how to maximize the potential of their product. What sets Linktree apart from most companies is that they don't just focus exclusively on Linktree. 
They go deep in how to succeed on Instagram, on how to succeed on TikTok. They write pieces of content like how to remove TikTok filters in a few easy steps. Giving people this instructional best practices is brilliant. Why? Because the people who are looking to do that are probably going to Google and their blog post is showing up in Google. And when their content shows up in Google, people are going to the Linktree site learning about how to remove a TikTok filter and use that insight, that information, to kind of not even knowingly build a rapport with Linktree. That blog post that they wrote breaks down all the best practices around how you can edit TikTok videos, various tools that you can use. And you might be wondering, okay, but why would Linktree do this? They would do this because by creating this content, they're educating their audience. They're providing their audience with value. And that audience happens to be the audience that would use their product. So they then start to browse. They start to visit and go to different places within their website. And they might even stumble upon a landing page that tells the user about their starter plan or their free plan that they then sign up for. Many Linktree users come from sites directly like Instagram, TikTok, and other platforms. They go and they visit someone who happens to have a Linktree bio, and then they make the decision that they're going to purchase. TikTok, in particular, drives a significant amount of traffic directly to Linktree, just like Instagram does. So by them sharing tips on how to use TikTok, they're able to connect with the people who are using TikTok to build their business. This strategy works like a charm. That blog post that they have on removing TikTok filters has 19,000 visits every single month. And when you go to Google and you type in remove TikTok filters, guess what's going to show up? Probably that blog post, right? The Linktree blog as a whole generates over 181,000 visits every single month. The blog's value is over $191,000, meaning you would have to pay $191,000 every single month to capture what they capture from a traffic lens organically from paid advertising. They have over 900,000 links to their site, and the domain is viewed by many as one of the most trusted sites in the world. Wild numbers, right? Linktree's approach goes beyond just creating content that helps their customers. They create content that is valuable, content that is different, and content that actually is worth reading. If I was you, and I was creating a strategy around, okay, how can I learn from Linktree around what I should develop, what type of stories I should create, and how I can create content? I'd go all in. Every single year, Linktree produces this thing that they call the Creator Report. In the 2023 Creator Report, Linktree broke down all kinds of insights and details around what creators need to know. But it wasn't just about helping creators be good creators. They went into the human side of it. They actually ask creators questions about their feelings, about who they are as people. And they were able to find some interesting stats and data, data that journalists, writers, reporters ultimately wrote about. And they said that they got the data from Linktree. Things like 40% of people feel overwhelmed by the sheer amount of choice on the internet. These are things that Linktree went out and studied and then published content on. They shared details and data surrounding the amount of QR code clicks that typically happen on their websites. So creators know whether or not they should use QR codes, right? They talked about how three out of four creators said that they want to diversify the types of content that they want to create, but there's pressure for them to keep creating the same thing because of the pressure associated with trying to reward the algorithm. This is data that they were able to pull by getting closer to their customers and learning from their customers, right? They've 
did surveys and research to understand which platforms were generating the most clicks. They were able to see the benefits of using things like Linktree to promote your Patreon account, a Substack account, your Reddit account, contact details, so much more, right? They were able to show how much on average a creator gets directly from Linktree. $10,000, right? This is the possibility. This is the possibility that you all have when you start to think about content, not just in a sense that, oh, we have to create content that is going to always drive sales, but instead you start to think about content in the sense that maybe if we create content that's educational and valuable, our brand will be a brand that is worth talking about. You can also use your content to celebrate your customers, celebrate your creators, celebrate the people who are using your product. Linktree does this extremely well. They compare their actual creators and talk about their creators and the creators that they're using that are being successful. They interview them and talk about what they're doing. They even do this for their own team, where they talk about their own employees and the things that their employees are doing to make themselves a better, more attractive employer for the market. They have invested in creating educational content, content that educates people on how to be better as a creator, educates people on research that is proprietary, educates people on how creators are using things like Linktree to do their work, and educate people on how they operate as a business. This is how you position your brand the right way. You don't allow the media in the market to tell your story. You tell it yourself. Linktree has done exactly that. And this is what you can learn from Linktree. As we wrap, I want to leave you with these simple insights. If you can ensure that the product that you're offering is worth paying for, if you double down your attention on user experience, you ensure that it's easy to share, you leverage every opportunity in front of you by actually partnering with the right people at the right time, and you consistently ensure that you're thinking about how you can educate people, you will be successful. This is the strategy that so many successful brands have leveraged. So many successful brands have taken and used to become great businesses, to become great tools, great solutions, great offerings that we all use today. So I hope that you leave this episode feeling a little bit inspired, but also learning a few things. If you're interested in learning more, by all means, click the link in the show notes to learn all about Linktree and how they were able to scale and grow. And I hope that after listening to this episode, after going back and cross-referencing some of your notes, you'll get one idea, one insight, or one spark on what you should do to create something great. Thank you for listening, and I will see you on the internet. If you want to know how to create like the grades, let's break it down.